0: To the florida hockey podcast justin bedford alongside noah russo this week how you doing buddy i'm good how are you
1: tired very tired yeah we're we're recording recording this pretty pretty late for pacific time which says a lot about eastern time for justin it's quite
0: late quite late this is like you know an after hours edition (laughs) of the podcast probably a little bit quiet too because everyone's sleeping in the house but, uh, you know, should still be fun. We got lots to talk about this week, a couple of exciting games. Panthers tying the NHL record for best start in the first 11 games of a season. Lots to be excited about, some injuries to be concerned about, maybe. But we got to start off, I think, with the main topic of kind of last week's episode, which was the Jack Eichel trade talks heated up, you know, and we're saying that by the time our episode was out, uh, he would be traded which was true. He did get traded that morning when we woke up. Uh, so we nailed that not to Calgary and turned out that it appears as though Kachuk was never really on the table uh, in trade talks with Calgary. Seemed like that might've got leaked by uh, either the Sabers or, or Vegas, but uh, we'll, we'll break down the trade. We'll take a look at it. Uh, some, some, some interesting names kind of moving here. Uh, so the Sabres sending Eichel and a conditional pick, which is a third round pick. Uh, uh, Sabres are sending that to Vegas in exchange for Alex Tuck, Peyton Krebs and two conditional picks. Uh, what are your thoughts on the deal? Do you see a winner? Do you see a loser? Uh, I'm curious to know, cause we haven't talked about this at all. So.
1: We haven't. Um... Yeah. We don't really talk ever during I... the week. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um... It must mean the Matthew Kachuk thing was not true. No, surely not. There's no way that was true. That's what that was the first thing that popped into my head when I saw the full trade breakdown. I was like, okay, there's no way Matthew Kachuk was ever on the table. If all uh, they got was Alex Tuck paint Krebs a first and a third. Yeah.
0: No, my thinking is that, you know, if you're honestly it's a little lower than I thought it would be. <clears throat> the the price? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you think you're getting like, I think they got some good pieces here. I think you're getting quantity over quality for sure. I mean, and that's usually the case when you have a player like Jack Eichel going the other way. Um, But yeah, definitely it seems like the Calgary ones are false because there's no way Buffalo does this deal if the other deal was on the table. So I'm assuming they might have leaked it to try and get another piece out of Vegas. Uh, Not sure how those negotiations went. Mm -hmm. Um, But, It's a trade. Like I like it for for both teams. I think Vegas is kind of in an interesting spot because they just have like they're 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 an amazing team when they're healthy, right? They're very very good uh, and got some great pieces all over the place. But they're so hurt right now, right? And obviously we know Jack Eichel is going to get his surgery and he's going to be back in you know a a few months. Um, And I think first of all, also Vegas way over the cap now.
1: Yeah, I don't know what the timeline is on the other injuries, but I think we heard that Eichel would be good to, like, start, if everything goes to plan, he's good to start skating in, like, four months. Yeah. Um, what I'm thinking is that we're going to see a Tampa Bay.
0: That's what you're thinking?
1: Yeah here's my thing it was like i agree with
0: you that's probably like somebody's gonna get tampa bait here right yeah it might it might not be Michael it could be one of the other injuries it could be mark stone it yeah. could be you know whoever but the the interesting thing for me is that like yeah the tampa Bay str- like strategy first of all like kind of a dick move but like game's the game you got it there you know,
1: if you're allowed like, to do it do it, it
0: right? exactly right like hard to be like that upset about it but the reality is that Vegas, like they're, they're not doing well right now. Right. With all the injuries that they've had, like, it's understandable, but like the whole, you know, LTIR and players keeping them, you know, at your lineup until playoffs only works if you make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And right now Vegas does not look like a playoff team
1: at all. Not, not at all. I, their lines were practically unrecognizable. I mean, the, Good thing is you only lose really one roster player for the immediate if you're Vegas because Alex Tuck was out anyways. Yeah. So really, all you're losing is Peyton Krebs. So it's not a huge on ice impact right away. Yeah, but you, I think they need something right now. Like, but you need it's you need anything.
0: Yeah, because they look unrecognizable, like you said, right now, um, with the names they got in there. They're not playing good hockey, so. They got to, you know, pile up some points here if they're going to make the playoffs and then bring, you know, all those guys on the LTIR, bring them in. But, like, I, I like, I mean, anytime you get a player like Jack Eichel, you know, like, that, that's a huge get. It makes you, you know, a much better team. Um, but for the Sabres, like, I, I, I like this for them. Like, first of all, you get a guy like Alex Tuck who's from the area, right? Which, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's not important, but it is important when you're a team like the Sabres, just because that been going on how terrible they've been for the last decade or so you need players that want to be there, right? And Alex Tuck being from the area grew up a Sabres fan, like that's a guy who will stick around, right? That's the type of so that's just an added component of it. On top of the fact that I think Alex Tuck's a really good hockey player.
1: He 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 is. I mean he's got the, the stats to back it up. I is Last actually had career high numbers last year. Yeah, he was unbelievable last year. Uh, like on a on a pro-rated level, like um well yeah, yeah, over an eight right, like taking into account the fact that they didn't play a full season. Um and he, yeah, he, he's from the area, he was visibly happy about it um well maybe not happy about getting traded but just happy that where he's going yeah exactly like
0: if you're gonna gonna get traded like getting traded always sucks i imagine but if you're gonna get traded to go to like your hometown team is not so bad no not at all even if your hometown team is the buffalo sabers
1: yeah and he's only 25 he's got four more years on this contract that it's a really good contract if he keeps performing at the level he's been which you never know in buffalo that's the problem right is that can even a buffalo native survive buffalo
0: i'm gonna say probably not but we'll see i'd like to be proven wrong i like alex Tuck. he's you know like when i think of a like a pure like power forward in today's nhl like alex tuck would be like a guy like that for me yeah, I
1: mean six, four, 220 pounds. It's, it's a lot to handle for another team. It really is. And when he's got the hands to to execute as well, yeah. It's a serious threat on the ice. And every time I think of Alex Sack I just think of that shootout goal in the Minnesota Wild training camp.
0: Yeah, we, you, you know, know the celebration. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's oh yeah. I, mean, I've seen I gotta find it somewhere. But great Sally. Sally yeah. game
1: was on point. Yeah, it was perfect.
0: Yeah, like so, like I, I like that piece for, for, for Buffalo, and then, uh, the draft picks are draft picks, right? It's all about you know, it's nice to have, but it, you know, doesn't matter if you blow them on bad players. So we'll see how
1: the Sabers do with those. But Peyton, and Krems- I was I was a bit surprised that the first round pick was top ten protected. I
0: was not just based on where Vegas is in the standings right now
1: yeah it's like
0: and i think like most teams do that anyways nowadays ever since ottawa really really blew that one yeah they they kind of did didn't they just a little bit bow and byron by the way looking incredible this year oh my god so good so good um but peyton krebs the kind of the big prospect in this deal not really surprised vegas trading another one of their first rounders uh, which they pretty much do every time. Like if you've been drafted by Vegas in the first round, like why even bother putting on the jersey? You're never going to wear it. Uh, I mean, I guess Peyton Krebs wore it for a couple of weeks here. But uh, like, what, I'm, I'm curious to know what your thoughts are on Peyton Krebs as a player. Because, you know, he's a first round pick, um, good player from WHL. Uh, well, what are your thoughts on him? Do you think he can become,
1: you know, a, a top six player for the Sabres down the line? I do think so. Um, to be fair, I was a little surprised they sent him to Rochester right away. Yeah, I saw that. Interesting. Thought he might might get the nod up to the NHL. Uh, like, I,
0: I imagine it's just kind of getting familiar with coaches and system. And,
1: and, yeah, it's, not, and it, it's
0: not like he's a ways away, too. Like, Rochester's, like, two hours away.
1: Exactly. And the, the big thing working against him in his, like, pursuit to get to – like the NHL is that he has no like professional hockey experience. Yeah. He has at most he has 25 it's just quick maths. Uh, he has at most 25 games played in professional hockey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like and and I you could say there's injury concerns there as well. Like he was uh he, he was hurt in his draft year not during the year, but after the year. Mm-hmm. Because I remember, because I was at that draft in Vancouver, and, you know, I think it was his Achilles uh, that he hurt. So he had, like, the little scooter, and yeah. then they, like, still made him walk down to get the jersey. And I was like, <laughs> could you not have brought it to him? Like, this man can barely walk. He's, like, hobbling down the stairs. But uh,
1: – Yeah, I mean – I, I think he's going to be just fine. Like in the NHL, he's at eight games played and 10 points. It's over a point per game. Only one goal. But I mean, he's he's making plays out there. So well, he's not
0: he's not much of a goal scorer. Like, he never yeah, never has been in junior either.
1: Yeah. And like full confidence that he he will finish the year in Buffalo. Oh, like, absolutely.
0: I mean, how could he not? Right. Especially like, you're going to play like who over him? Like Drake Kajula? I don't think so. Right. Um, no disrespect to Drake Kajula. Cause I, cause I like that player, but no, I think like, I really like Peyton Krebs as a prospect. Like there's just a, he plays a well-rounded game, right? Mm-hmm. If he could add a shot to that, I think that might be one of the things he's missing in order to be like an impact NHL player. Right. Like, he's a good playmaker. He sees the ice. Well, he's quick right? He's got good hands. If he could develop a finishing touch, round out maybe a 200 foot game, then absolutely. I think this is, you know, a really good player for the Sabres, but I think it's still early in his development. Like he's 20 years old, right? He's a 2019 draft pick, but with injuries and stuff, like you mentioned, he hasn't played a lot of hockey since being drafted.
1: Yeah. I mean, like, like, he does need to add a shot if he wants to be like a legitimately impactful play- player in the NHL. But if you can get him and Olofsson like on a line together, I'm not saying this year is going to click, but like down the road. That's something that could work out really, really well for this. Yeah, Saints. I know. Actually, I like that fit. It's a it's a good call that fit with him, right? Because the but- Krebs can play at center. Yeah, and Olsson's a, a lefty, so you would want him at left wing. Yeah, like if you can if you can work towards that and make that happen, that's yeah, well uh, that is high reward potential. And I think a lot of
0: people too like it's important to recognize like the like good playmakers in the NHL have good shots because part of what allows them to, like for example are you know Jonathan Huberto from our Panthers right Jonathan Huberdeau's got a great shot. Right. He, but he's known more as a playmaker. Right. And what allows him to be successful as a playmaker is that other teams, they do, you have to respect the shot. It's the yeah. same, it's the same reason like Toronto, they're using like Marner, I think, on the circle on the power play. No one, no one's covering him. What is Mitch Marner going to take a one timer? You <laughs> fan on it, but there's okay. no shooting threat there. Yeah. Go ahead. Do a little spin around the pass all you want. And I shouldn't be too critical because he had a good week. Yeah. But I think that it's a valid point. Like good playmakers can shoot the puck. And when you, res- and when you force other teams to respect your shot, that's when you open up your teammates. Right. I think that's how you get it. I think Peyton Krebs, if he can add that, because I don't see him as much of a shooting threat right now. Uh, I think it would be huge for his game. Also kind of the type of player where like, I'd feel fine. Like there's some players where it's like top six or you're in the AHL. Like if Peyton Krebs is on your third
1: line or fourth line, like that's fine. Like, yeah. he can
0: play there. He can give you some
1: energy. Yeah, and you kind of want – like, I know the goal is to have him be a high-end player in your top six, but, like, it's good for guys like that to get the experience of what it's like playing lower in the in the roster. Well, yeah. Like, yeah but- they, they need to experience that. They need to know what it's like.
0: Yeah, especially when you're trying to round out their game. Like, if you want them to focus on the details on the 200-foot game, let them learn on the fourth line. But give them some minutes, right? But mm-hmm. – you know, give them some easier matchups. Um, so I still think like Peyton Krebs is like a ways away from being a final product, but yeah. And realistically, too, like looking at Buffalo's like prospect system, like he's probably one of my favorite, like one of my favorite prospects that they have. Like realistically, our favorite young players that they have. Uh, so I, I, I like I like the ad for them, uh, a bit. But overall, yeah. I,
1: like, I, I think I think overall. I the trade had to happen, and Buffalo recoups immediate value in Alex Tuck, future value in Paint Krebs. Are they ever going to be as impactful as Jack Eichel individually? Absolutely not. Combined, who knows? Maybe. Like I still say no. Maybe. Um.
0: Like on oh, the reality is- on the
1: ice, statistically. Could they combine for the same output that Jack Eichel would create? You you sound Obviously, you don't want to replace one player with two, but. You sound basically like Billy Bean from Moneyball. It's the Moneyball, but like. You're trying to Moneyball the Sabres. (laughs) When you think about it, it makes sense. No, it always makes sense. And then you add a potential first round pick. Maybe it's like 12th overall and it's not in the top 10 protected, but Vegas just misses the playoffs who knows maybe it's 20th overall but you you have potential to get a really good player too in the first round
0: yeah like i think the pick's important like you're like you like you need to hit something with the pick like you need to get a player right uh in order to make this like a worthwhile trade i think if you're buffalo like obviously it's still fine and the reality is they kind of tank their own value here by just refusing to let jack eichel get surgery and just tanking his value for the last like Mm -hmm. four months um, so they didn't do themselves any favors there, at least publicly. Um, so I think it's a solid turn, but the reality is, is like there there is a winner here in this trade and it's Jack Eichel because he gets his surgery.
1: Exactly. He gets his surgery. He gets to play in Vegas. I think anybody who gets to play in Vegas can be considered a winner.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, if you, if I have to pick between Vegas or Buffalo, what city would I rather play in it's, it's it's probably Vegas, and it's, it's probably not definitely. even remotely close.
1: Yeah, I mean it's not even close. It's
0: yeah, but like huge win for him. Like team right away was like yeah, go get the surgery. Why not? Um, which is nice. I'm sure he liked hearing that. You know, kind of seems like a subtle shot at the the Sabers. Like, yeah, oh, uh, surgery. You need surgery. Go for it. <laughs> Your choice. <laughs> So maybe a little bit of a dig there, but uh, good for him. Good for the player. Also, it kind of reminded me, like, do you remember, I think it was, we were recording the podcast, not like maybe two years ago, and there were like rumors of an Eichel for Barkov trade that like the yeah. Sabres offer that. Yeah. How dumb, how dumb does that look right now?
1: I know. And I, both of us at the time were like, that's not gonna, Like, that's so stupid. Why would you do that? Honestly.
0: Yeah. You're trading with, like, why, why would you do this? trade away the worst more trade away the better cheaper player for an injured it didn't make sense uh but thank goodness that never happened
1: yeah thank goodness
0: Um, because uh yeah Sasha Barkov's unbelievable 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 uh but yeah we'll get in out we'll log with some panther stuff but before we do just a just a quick little ad read here from our good friends over at DraftKings uh the NHL season is underway Hell yeah, it is. And DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer to celebrate the greatest sport on ice. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. doesn't matter if it's a one-time clapper or a deaf deflection from Sam Reinhart. However they light the lamp, you win. And if DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings daily fantasy sports contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN, throw down $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. This week, one puck in the net Mets you a big win with promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NHL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Panthers hockey. I'm excited because we actually have games to talk about this week. We do. We do. Which is nice because that, you know, that was a tricky one last week with nothing really going on. Uh, But we'll start off first game, Washington Capitals. uh, Good team. Team doesn't go away. We said it was going to be a tough one for the Panthers. You know, the, the, you know, Capitals come in, they got their offense rolling. Ovi's cooking. He's still cooking after that game. Uh, What a player. Uh, But, We'll say that one of the things I really enjoyed seeing was Chase Brisky in the lineup. I'm I'm really happy he got in there. I mean, the first, you know, South Florida native to play for this team, to play for the team they grew up cheering for. I mean, how can you not love that?
1: Yeah, it's special for sure. Um, And just, you love to see it. Right. And with all the injuries, it kind of creates opportunity for him to, to get in there and you're just happy for him.
0: Yeah. one of I things saying. I get like secondhand happiness. Like you're watching somebody live their childhood dream. Like how cool is that? Literally. Like that he got, you know, he gets to throw on that uniform. He gets to go out there and not just play. It's not like he's playing for like, like a bad team. Like he's playing on the best team in the league. Right. Like you're going into like a Panthers team that that's rolling, you know, everything's going well. So be able to come in play, you know, thought he looked good uh for the most part super happy for him uh and overall i mean for, for the panthers like good start you know let the caps come back not great you know not not the most resilient effort um but you get the end two points yeah
1: in both games they got they got off to really really good starts and then you know kind of Sensed a bit of a fallback, but they were able to contain it in the Carolina game. Whereas the Washington game, it kind of got out of hand. Yeah, but... which
0: is like it's nice to see too, because like like you 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 let it slip in the Washington game, you still get the win, which is great, right? And you always want to see that. Uh, but then you come in again, like you a Carolina, similar scenario where you're up big and then they're coming back, and they did a much better job of withstanding that in the Carolina game against arguably a better team. Um, So it shows kind of some growth
1: there of that, you know, they they were much
0: better at protecting the league in that second game.
1: Yeah. And I think they were playing a better team too. Yeah, absolutely. Like obviously just really cool to see. Um, It's like, they're just such good goals. Oh my goodness. Like, the, the team is really buzzing right now. And what is it now? Like 10-0-1 or
0: 11-0-1? 10-0-1 tied for the greatest first 11 games
1: in NHL history, like, which I, I'm not a historian, but that sounds pretty good. It does sound pretty good. It's insane.
0: Um,
1: yeah. And, you know, Bobrovsky was – that was a bit of a tricky one in the Washington game. Did you Did you catch the beginning – in the first period
0: i didn't know i was like so
1: samsonov was supposed to start
0: right then they went with vanacek
1: yeah for like just a few minutes and then samsonov came back in and then they switched again i think yeah it's, it's weird it was really weird i am not sure what happened in the beginning of the game that vanacek started But But it it was just – it was so odd, right? And then same thing happened with the Panthers is Borowski didn't come back out for the second, and it was Spencer Knight. Yeah, and, I mean, we got to talk
0: about that because we had mentioned on the last episode some of the injuries kind of popping up for the Panthers, right? And injuries are always tricky. You can't, you know, predict them. They're going to happen. It's inevitable. Uh, And that's why it's so important to have good depth in this league because you're going to lose guys. You know, guys are going to miss time for injury. We talked about that on last episode. Since then, Bobrovsky's gotten hurt. and Anton Lindell has an injury as well. I think Barkov's out too. Not Anton Lindell. I meant to say Barkov there. Anton Lindell is back and better than ever. Very back. Very much back. Um, Right. And that was like, so you got the injuries, right? You're going into Carolina. You're facing the last undefeated team in the NHL, right? Mm -hmm. You are missing your number one center. Your number one, your number two center. Your number one goalie, right? You go into a game and it's like the alleged best team in the league and you're missing those players, right? You should, like, if, if they lost that game, I wouldn't have been, like, I would be a sex. You never want to see them lose. But it's like, it's an understandable loss, right? Right. It's like, oh, you know what? Like, I, like I'm not, like, upset because that's a tough one, right? Like, you go mm-hmm. into that, those are your circumstances. If you lose that game, it is it is what it is. But they came out. They were flying. Uh, and, yeah, they were unbelievable. I did not expect that. I'll be honest. Yeah. like Especially because the Barkov one was announced pretty close to the start of the game. Right? Yeah. And you bump up E2, Ryanen, And yeah, it plays well. I mean, well, like... The team just keeps cooking. Like, we talked about that last season, too. Like, guys get hurt. You just move bump guys up. Same thing. Right? Like, somebody's going to step up. Somebody's going to make plays. Right? And so, to have all those injuries and to still play that well against that team, I think, says a lot about the Panthers.
1: Mm -hmm. And another solid performance by Spencer Knight. Unbelievable. Like, just... Unbelievable. I mean... That kid is... like. 20
0: years old. This guy does not lose hockey games. He doesn't. Like he just doesn't.
1: It's ridiculous. Yeah. And I mean, like, he looks like a child.
0: He does. And you watch him play. Like I love I love watching him goaltend too because he's so aggressive. Like he comes out so far to-, to challenge shooters, but he moves so quickly that he can, you know, recover. He gets back. I mean, the first goal, it's a great goal, like a great play by Slavin in the corner. He dishes it out to, to fast. The second goal. I mean, he gets bumped by Svechnikov, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Nothing
0: he can really do there. I mean, you're outside the crease, so players are allowed to do that. Um, but yeah, really good stuff from him. 28 saves, I think, in the game. Uh love to see that from Spencer Knight. Uh, you know, that that, that that's why you that's why you have Spencer Knight uh when broski's out.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, it's, and I I I it's just, it's scary to think that he's so good so quick. Like, we're going to have to sign him to an extension at some point. It's like, do you want to just be, like, not too good right now?
0: I think him and Bob should just share salaries. <laughs> just give him a cut. Um, and also, i got to say, like, Anthony DeClaire, unbelievable
1: game. Oh, It's so good. It's crazy. Like, to think that he came to Florida on that, like, minimalistic deal yeah outperformed it as anyone would have expected the yeah. reason he was like he didn't get more money is just it makes no sense to me
0: no you watch him play. he's unbelievable he's everywhere right he's got great chemistry with verhage we saw that on the power play goal in the first right and then he rifles it you know between ethan Bear's legs uh and then he gets the empty netter or two. Like, there's just the, the speed and skill that he has. So it's quick. So fun to watch. So fun to watch. Love that. Uh, and then Anton Lindell, obviously, you know, he's banged up a bit at the start of the year. After getting off to a pretty good start, he comes back in, right? Another tricky spot for him because ideally, like Anton Lindell, rookie player, you, you want to shelter him, right? And mm-hmm. They've been able, when he was healthy earlier in the season, they're able to do that because they have Bennett and Barkov. Now he's, I mean, Sam Reinhardt's at center, but uh still still tough to come back. And he scores, you know, he, you know, he hit the he kind of he hit the post on an empty net, or he should have he should have scored that. But uh he scores the one in the first. And it's the type of goal where it's just like I think it's the perfect goal to describe Anton Lindell as a player. Because it's like, it's, it's all about the hands and it's all about the awareness of where he is on the ice and of the situation. And that's what makes Anton Lindell good. It's not his speed because he's not fast, right? He's not, you know, a shifty quick player, but he reads the game so well. So he reads the defenseman, realizes the puck's kind of loose there, gets the puck. And then instead of just like throwing it on net, goes around Freddie and, and tucks it in. Like, that's what you love to see from, from Anton Lindell. That's what makes him a good hockey player. Is stuff like that
1: mm-hmm. and so yeah i mean he was the second most used forward for the panthers in that game against carolina right, rightfully so he is the youngest forward in the lineup yeah it's just the, the kid's already so good yeah he's unbelievable yeah you'll have to see it like, It. yeah it needs to work a bit on his face-offs like is not quite there yet but I, I I really think that'll come. Like that's definitely what's well, yeah, exactly. well, teachable.
0: Yeah, and they trust him a lot with draws too. And like, yep. the penalty killing's been excellent too. He had a good short handed look. Like yeah, he's been exactly what I was hoping he would be. You know, in the Panthers. And draft, more, to
1: you know? be honest, I think he's more than what like Okay, like, yeah,
0: I actually no, I dig it back. I look, he's what I was expecting him to be, just not this early. Exactly. I was expecting this maybe in a year or two.
1: Like, you, you didn't really feel like he was going to get the opportunity. And it, it, now that he gets it so early, and he's, yeah. like, actually performing at the level you want him to be performing and exceeding that, it's just – it's all happening so fast.
0: Yeah, it's just it, – and he's earning it, right? It's not like mm-hmm. – you know, there's sometimes young players coming to the league and there may be gifted roles or spots. I believe the Edmonton Oilers are notorious for doing this, trading away – Taylor Hall, you know, because you got Yessi Pugliarvi, rush him to the NHL, rush Ryan Nugent Hopkins to NHL, you know. So it's one thing to just be gifted a spot. But he's coming in, he's earning it uh, every step of the way. And he's been so impressive so far right now, looking like one of the top three or four rookies in the league, realistically. Oh, yeah. Like it's got to be realistically, it's probably him. I mean, Spencer Knight hasn't played enough, I don't think, to get in that conversation. But then, like, Moritz cider and Lucas Raymond, like, those are the top three Yeah, it's, for me right Yeah,
1: I, I, like, I think it's, like, almost a guarantee that the Calder Trophy is going to either a Detroit Red Wing or a Florida Panther.
0: Well, now, hang on there. I don't know if you've heard, but Michael Bunting at the Toronto Maple <laughs> Leafs is Calder eligible. So, potentially could be coming to the center of the universe. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right okay last thing we want to talk about though before we we end this one because it is so late it is like
1: it 3 is it morning. is really late yeah uh the uh the ryan the, lomberg play there's a bit of an incident in the carolina game <laughs> uh ryan lomberg game misconduct for uh
0: running over uh rant today. um thoughts do you like the call what do you, what do you what's your thoughts on the play because i'm curious because uh, you know my
1: first thought was
0: we, we did this, to be fair, we did talk about this right before we started recording probably more my, than we should have.
1: My but. first thought was, yeah, no shit, like that's why you don't get in front of the Lamborghini, like that's just common sense.
0: Yeah, you don't want to get hit by the train, get off the tracks. Exactly. Well, right? like, you like my my like, it looks bad. Like it's a it's a, it's a big collision, right? It looks terrible. Right, it's a big collision. It's a collision involving a goalie, right?
1: So there's obviously, you know, it's rare and it, yeah, it's like you want to protect your quarterback in football. Yeah, it's the same thing,
0: same type of thing. But I think that's the wrong call. Well, we I've watched several angles, several clips. I know some people feel differently. I know a lot of people feel the same. I think that's the wrong call.
1: I uh, so situationally i don't think it's the wrong call but if you look at it from an unbiased perspective it's probably the wrong call and i'll explain myself it's right. 4-1 panthers yeah they're buzzing like they're buzzing like you just you don't need to do that gesture in that situation yeah and i know there was like there was a lot of time left but still like you you're leading by that much it's you gotta you gotta take that into account unfortunately i don't think it should be taken to into account like refereeing should always be at all times unbiased but unfortunately it's not like the score always always plays a role um but if you just if you don't look at it if you don't take into account the score if you don't take into account the type of player that Ryan Lomberg is well, like how how wh- what do you want him to do differently that's gonna prevent this collision? You yeah, cannot like, that's my you cannot. And you cannot ask him to not skate to the puck. It's a 50-50 battle. Yeah, because if
0: that's the case, then every goalie is just gonna come out for pucks like those, right? And no one, and you're not gonna be able to forecheck, you're not gonna be yeah, able to try if, like, if
1: the goalie ever like it, in a split second thinks that it can get to the puck first. Like, you, you run the why risk wouldn't you hit. go out?
0: Yeah, like you're, yeah, you're running the risk if you're coming out that far. Um, so to me, like, I think that like obviously it sucks that Ranta's hurt because he has a lot of injuries, and I like Ranta as a goalie, but I don't think like you you, you can't come out like that. No, like uh, like like on that play where it's like so close, and Ryan Wahlberg's coming in so fast. And you're you're going to come out and play like that, like like he can't go anywhere. Like Ryan Lundberg's trying to make a play on the puck. That's what like he's that's what he's trying to. do. He's trying to get to the puck first. And like, where is he supposed to go in that
1: scenario? I have no idea. And like, like it's just science. At that point, it's science. I've seen the clip about like twenty times now, and I'm still not sure who touches the puck first.
0: I'm pretty sure it's not clear
1: to me, but one thing is for sure that the referees on the ice thought that Ranta touched the puck first. Yeah. Right. Let's say the same thing happens, but the referees think that Lombard hit the puck, uh, touched the puck first. Okay. Like that's, that's not, that's just flat out not a penalty at that point. Yeah. He won the race, the goalie got in his way. Yeah.
0: Like like goalie wins the race, but you're so far out of your net. And like like there's nowhere, like was right? Well, Ryan Lomberg he is one job, he's going to, to get that puck. And he gets there and he's got anti rantis standing in his way. He can't go anywhere else. I would also like to point out on that one angle that I showed you, kind of looks like Tony D'Angelo, kind of holding on Ryan Lomberg. <laughs> that would have been my call. I would definitely been... reaches out, like he attempts to. He, no, I think he grabs shoulder.
1: A penalty. Call that one. <laughs> but no, but like no I I'm I'm glad like I'm I'm okay with the call on the ice because a the Panthers were winning by a sizable margin. And B the NHL didn't there's no further discipline. There's not even a hearing anything. And I think yeah. that is absolutely the right call.
0: But yeah. And also, like, like I'm watching it again right now because, like, of course. But, like, he does throw on the brakes, too. Like, he does try to stop up and slow down. He just can't because it's physics. Right? Like, he does try to slow up and, like, jump around him. But you can't because anti-rant has come flying out. Like, he's prime Dominic Hassick, which he's not. And so, to me, and I think I think most people are in agreement. Wrong call, right? NHL clearly doesn't think it warrants more discipline, um, which I think, yeah, just says all you need to know about this is that, mm-hmm. you know, it's unfortunate. Unfortunate injury. Never want to see someone get hurt like that. Um, but I don't think Ryan Lomberg
1: deserved to be tossed from that game. No, I don't think so either. I can bet you that the next time there's a 50-50 puck battle and a goalie's thinking about going out to play it against Ryan Lomberg, They won't. The Lamborghini will get a breakaway.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and it's also like, yeah, and he's not going to do anything. I don't think he's going to do anything differently because of this either. I don't think he should right? Like No, because that's the way he plays. He plays mm-hmm. a physical fast style, right? And, you know, that's what he's paid to do is to go out there and make plays like that. That's a great play by Ryan Wahlberg there uh, to create, you know, to get that opportunity to get around Tony Mm -hmm. D'Angelo. And it's just, you know, anti-rantha makes a call and those collisions are going to happen.
1: Yeah. And Ranta got on one knee to play. The puck was sizably like lower. His head was lower than it usually would be. Had he been just standing up straight. Like that has to play a role. Like if you are on your knees, if you're on the, if you're on the ice and you get a stick to the face, that's not a high stick. No. It's the same type of situation.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, 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 yeah, Ranta's lower, right? Like I know, yeah, like Ryan Lomberg's shoulder does get Ranta in the head, Mm -hmm. but his arms tucked in, he's trying to stop up and avoid him. He's done
1: really everything he can to avoid that collision, but it just can't be avoided. And had Ranta finished his route towards the middle and not towards the boards, they would have barely even touched each other. Yeah. Because because Lomberg did try and avoid it as, as much as he could in that split second of a decision. Yeah. And he went board side. Yeah. Which so, I think
0: would be the... I mean, that's where most people would go, right?
1: Yeah, you you would go to your right.
0: I mean, realistically, I don't have the the ability to get a breakaway. But if I ever did, and the goalie comes out like that, I'm hopping to the board side. Exactly. Might throw it at an elbow. (laughs) She player. But, all right. So, yeah, I think in summary, uh, should have been a holding call on D'Angelo.
1: Yeah. And maybe even a dive on Ranta. Well, all right, well, that, that's if that's the stance you want to take, I'm not
0: going to join you. <laughs> you go in, all right. All right, so Noah thinks anti-rantist anti anti-rant no. diver. We're going to get that on record. Uh, <laughs> Panthers, a couple more games coming up. Well, back-to-back action should be fun. We'll talk about that and more on the next episode of the podcast, but that does it for this one. Uh, thank you to everyone tuning and listening, and we'll see you next time.